welcome to drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Today, I want to talk about Mr. Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is a great guy. He's a smart man. He is um, a great athlete for sure. And uh, he said some things about women and money that got my attention. Uh, as you guys know, I wrote a book called Financial Lovemaking. So I'm always interested in topics that involve relationships and money. Uh, my PhD is in finance. And so uh, I've been fascinated with how money affects our behavior. And I unpack some things uh, in the depths of Shannon's comments that I think you can provide valuable lessons for everyone in terms of uh, what financial trauma and what uh, past experiences can do in terms of shaping our views, not just on relationships, but also money. So uh, if you could uh, give me a yes in the chat, let me know you can hear me okay. Get comfortable, buckle up a seatbelt. We're gonna get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I hope you guys are doing well. Let me know what city you're coming from. Uh, I see Mar Marcelino and Hero Simple. Good to see you, Dana Washington, Lady Love. Uh, I see you, Jermaine Trusty. Good to see you, Gregory Bowers. Good to see you. And uh, and also, uh, everybody else that's in the chat, uh, thank you guys for hanging out with me and, and, and joining me in this conversation. Now, I'm going to get right to it so we can uh, have a good discussion on this. And uh, I want to remind everybody, don't forget this podcast is on Spotify and Apple. So if you look up my name, Boyce Watkins on Spotify and Apple, you can uh, find uh, stuff there. Also, if you'd like to get free stuff from the Black Business School, just go to boycewalkins.com. Uh, if you want to build your wealth, uh, that's what we do. We're the best on earth when it comes to black wealth. Uh, we're committed to it and we want to help you become successful. So boycewalkins.com is a good place to begin. So let's talk about this brother right here, this brother, Shannon Sharp. So Shannon Sharp is a, a great football player. I've known about Shannon for many years uh, and uh, I, I, I like his shows. He was really good um, on the show with the white guy, Skip Bayless. I can't remember the show. I think it was called First Take or something like that. And then also now he's on with Stephen A. Smith, which I think makes them into a great duo, great combination. Uh, both of those guys are very good at what they do. And uh, also Shannon was the baddest of the baddest when it came to football. I had a lot of respect for him as an athlete and also as a human being. He seems to be accomplished and hardworking. And, and I'm going to say this too. I don't know Stephen A, but I did meet him. I, I, missed, I missed Stephen A two times. Uh, I was on his show. He had me on his show a few times. Back when he had a show called Quite Frankly. I was on there a few times. He always showed respect. I saw him also at Madison Square Garden where I did an interview there many years ago. Stephen A was very, very cool back into good people good guys nothing against anybody but i wanted to kind of break something down for you so how many of you give me a yes or no in the chat if you saw this did any of you see where uh shannon sharp made some comments about uh relationships and women i put i put some of it up on my instagram my instagram is dr boyce finance if you like intellectual stimulation if you like deep conversations and you want to have fun too follow feel free to follow me at dr boyce finance i'm such a big mouth i got my other instagram banned i had a half a million people on the other one so now we did i just rebuilt it that's what happens sometimes your platforms get taken down but i'm not deplatformed. i have over a million on youtube and three million on facebook so we got we, we're, we're good we are good uh but anyway if you want to follow me on instagram just go to, go to dr boyce 
Boy's finance. But uh, did anybody see, give me a guess to know if you saw this. Did you see where Shannon made some remarks about relationships that uh, were very strange? Uh, it was it was it had to do with women and uh, women being out front and women, uh, you know, having um, getting active on social media and him kind of wanting the woman to kind of stay in the back while he went out and did his thing. Uh, and, and and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm going to actually play a video clip for you guys. And I, and uh, he, he has these conversations, these excellent discussions with Chad Ochocinco, another great athlete. And I just really think that this is worth discussing because I, I saw some stuff and I said, Ooh, buddy, the, it got my little scholar brain ticking. Like, Ooh, I'm seeing some stuff here. Let me take some notes here. This is, this is a great lesson in terms of understanding how love and money uh, connect, how our experiences shape who we are. And it also, uh, should be information that helps you make investments in people uh, in terms of what kinds of people are the ones you want to partner with and which ones might be a little bit damaged or a little bit challenged. So let me just play this clip. Give me a yes in the chat if you can hear the uh, the clip. Let me know if you can hear it. Here it goes. Savannah's been in LeBron's life since she was 15. You know, but this is the thing. This is what you don't understand. That wasn't God's plan for you. God wanted you to find your Savannah on the back end. He but wanted you to the... find your Savannah on the back end. But you have to be, you see what Savannah, Savannah said, look, I'm okay with being in the back. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a wife mm -hmm. and raise the kids. Mm -hmm. Go get that. Mm -hmm. I got you. Yeah. I'm holding it down over here. Mm -hmm. Ocho, every, you don't see Savannah trying to be in the front. Right. You don't see Savannah. She ain't on IG like that. Yeah. She, ain't on, she ain't out there talking about, oh, I got, I'm on a private plane. I'm on an mm -hmm. island. And to mm. each their own to whomever doing that. Right. But I'm saying she is content with letting mm. LeBron be out in the front mm. doing what he needs to do. She say, baby, I got the kids. Yeah. I got Bronny. I got Bryce. I got Zuri. You handle that. I okay. So did you guys hear that clip? Did you guys see what I saw? And uh, and what did you think about the clip? Give me a quick comment in the chat to let me know what you think. Uh, Lady Love says he seems like a narcissist. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to call him a narcissist. Uh, I'm not going to judge. I'll let you be the judge of that. Um, I, I'll say that, you know, I've, obviously I don't agree because my wife does do things on social media. And I don't think that her success is a threat to my success or a distraction from the relationship. But then again, to each his own. I think everybody has the right to shop for what they want to shop for when it comes to love and relationships. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, so uh, so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and criticize another man's uh, choice. But I, I and in fact, I'm not even talking about this for gossipy reasons or because I'm so fascinated with the life of Shannon Sharp. But really, there's an educational process here in terms of understanding how life shapes our perspectives and what and our desires and what a contradiction kind of looks like when it comes to uh, what you choose to invest in. Let me explain why I thought that comment was interesting. Uh, okay, okay, so first off, it, it, it speaks to a clear perspective, and Shannon's from the South, you know, he's, he's Southern black men, you know, we we kind of have our little preferences. I'm, I consider myself a Southern black man. I'm from Kentucky, but he's from Georgia, and uh, and, and and we have our point of view, uh, but I, I think also this uh, idea that somehow your partner's ambition can uh, distract or deflect from what you're trying to do that does speak to a, a certain disposition that may or may not be uh, is mutually supportive, right? Uh, and now, now at the same time, uh, you know, there, there are gender roles and, and, and really generally every relationship has its own rules and you can make that decision. You can pick whoever you want. Um, I will say this, though. I, I think that the fact that Shannon has, is 55 years old and still has not found a woman that fits whatever that standard is for him that speaks to the idea that he probably won't ever find that woman, right? Uh, you know, th think about this. Look, Shannon Sharp is a big, strong, rich, 
famous man. I mean, seriously, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure women all over the place, you know, are attracted to this guy. He's probably met thousands of women, right? Really, you know, I'm not nearly as famous as Shannon Sharp, and even as with my little internet fame or scholar fame, even I had too many, too many women around to even like. There was too many women coming at me. It, 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 I didn't like that, honestly. I, I just want a, one good one and a few good experiences in my life. I don't need to have every girl. I'm not trying to do all that. You know, there's diseases and false accusations and complications and emotional damage. And that's not, it, after a while, it gets old, to be honest with you. So Shannon is probably Boyce's lifetime's 10, I'm sure, right? So, so Shannon has met lots of women, thousands and thousands of women. So the fact that he hasn't met one that really fits the standard probably says more about him than it does about the women. It says more about the standard than it does about uh, the, the women that he's met, right? Now, one thing that was interesting to me that I thought was a little bit of a contradiction that really got my attention to talk about this because I saw another clip where Shannon made a comment about what he expects from a woman in terms of bringing something to the table. Now, what I'm going to do is play this clip. Let, let me guys, uh, you guys, let me know if you can hear this one. Here we go. This is another interview that Shannon did not too long ago. This clip's a little bit longer, but I want you to compare what he said before. So in this clip, this first clip, he says, um, you know, I need you sitting in the back. I need you taking care of the kids. Uh, basically, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to conquer. I'm going to be the breadwinner. You know, if, if it's a football team, I'm going to go score the touchdowns. I need you to block or whatever. I need you to be a cheerleader. Right. So so here is another clip. And, and I'm going to explain to you why these clips confuse me a little bit. So here it goes. Let me know if you can hear this. Here it goes. Hey, I got three dogs, a bull master and two Pomeranians. Mm -hmm. So that's a uh, <laughs> two Pomeranian. You don't look like the type a that drastic difference. Yeah, yeah, a, a big difference. Uh, those, those, those are my guys. Okay. Um, for me is that I'm a movie guy. I work out. I stay to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm single. Uh, mm -hmm. For me is what I tell, what I tell females now. I'm looking for someone to partner with, not someone to sponsor. Mm, right, right. In yeah, LA, yeah, you know, right, right. That, that means a lot. So you know, for me, it's a lot of sponsorships <laughs> out here. And, and, and for me, I need you to bring something more <laughs> to, to the, the picnic than your appetite. Absolutely. Bring, bring, bring utensils, <laughs> right. bring napkins, something, even if, something. Even if, you, even if you're bringing tater salad that Becky cooking, it's not even good. Right. It got grapes in it. Something. Yeah, they, Just bring, bring something. Right. And so for me, and and it, it's tough. Yeah. It, it, it's tough because you're like, hey, are you? Do you like me for me, or you like me for the TV, what I, the yeah, opportunity? What, right, right. Yeah. So it's tough. Yeah. It's tough, and so, um, you know, yeah. L L A is again. We got three single older men here in L A. It's it's not like any other city when nah. it comes to the dating scene. It, it just ain't. And you we know? are plenty. They try to say that there's no good ones out there. Yeah. I would consider. One. I would consider myself I'm a good, good man. And if I had to vouch for two good men, I would vouch for you right. two guys. Well, thank you, buddy. Just, on the thank rip. You, not, that ain't just me just throwing <laughs> no sugar stuff over here either. I'm just being mm. real. If somebody like said, well, do, "Do you have any single guy?" Now that I know you're really single, I depending on who they are, I may give them a recommendation. <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, you know what? Turn on." Wait, wait, wait. wait. Did you, you didn't hear him say, "Depending on who they are." So yeah. basically, if they tight and he likes them, he don't go in first. No, 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 no. I'm going to be looking out for you. But okay. if I know if they on some bull jab. Okay. Yeah, they get the bull jab. That's what I'm saying. See, I just no. got him a coming. He want to try to throw me yeah. on the no, 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 no. I mean, but I, but no, no. I will say I, I kind of got my eye on, on someone right now. There you go. Okay. Okay. But we're going we gonna, to we gonna say, we're going to see where it goes. Go work gonna, it out. Gonna, yeah, we're going to see where it goes. But does she, that person know they that you have your eyes on them? Mm. I don't know. Oh, you oh, don't know? Okay, okay. cool. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm just saying, you know, because you said you got your eyes on them. They may not know if you really got but, your but eyes the thing, on them. But the thing is, but the thing, the, the, the number one thing mm. is that she has her own. 
Yo, oh, yes. Bring something that, to the table. Yes, 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 yes. Bring something to the table. I don't care. Look, if we if we try to get thirty cent and I got to have a quarter mm-hmm. and you only got a nickel, we good. We good. Yeah. But don't let me have to go with the whole thirty cent on my own <laughs> and then we good. No, we not good. Right. We not good. What? You ain't lying. So, <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, so that was the second clip, right now. Now, did anybody give me a yes or no if you noticed a little bit of a contradiction? And and um, as you answer this, I'm gonna tell you what I observed here. Now, let me know. Did you did y'all pick up on that? And the fact that it was kind of a a little bit of a con- it came off as a contradiction in that on one hand he says um, I'm gonna go out and get it done. You go do that. I'm here with the kids. I want you to stay home. You know, stay home, bake cookies, take care of the children, whatever. I'm gonna be out in the world scoring touchdowns and bringing home the bacon. But then the second part of it seems to speak to a more modern perspective that says, look, don't be showing up with nothing. Don't be, you know, don't be out here like not having uh, resources that you can bring to the table. Uh, you got to be able to pretty much have an income or something that's going to add to the family pot, and which, which it's a little bit of a contradiction because it's saying on one hand, you're supposed to be home with the kids. But the other hand, you're supposed to be out in the field making things happen, being a playmaker like me. And um, and and sometimes that might involve if you are with a woman, say, who's an entrepreneur, she's probably going to have to use social media. Right. She's probably going to she's probably going to you know, she's got a real estate business. She's probably going to need an Instagram or a Twitter or something. So I think that that expectation to stay off social media and stay in the background with the kids and also simultaneously going out in the world and bringing home the bacon is is, is just a little bit confusing, I imagine, for a lot of people now. Uh, one thing about Shannon, and I was kind of looking, you know, into the background, and this is an interesting uh, profile in terms of understanding uh, human beings and men. And uh, also, this is uh, an interesting case study. I, I can't wait to hear what my wife says about this because my wife is the head of um, our Black Financial Therapy Department that we have in the Black Business School. And uh, and the reason we created the, the first ever Black Financial Therapy Department is because we realized we talked to a lot of therapists and did a lot of research, and we realized that there are a lot of psychological barriers. They keep black people from building wealth uh, because also there are barriers to keep you from building the culture to develop wealth. Like in my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, I talk extensively about culture and what a wealth building culture looks like. And the challenge that a lot of black folks have is that we don't really have a culture designed to build wealth. We have a culture that's designed to destroy wealth. Whether you're talking about excessive consumerism, broken families, uh, just bad choices. And so here you have a guy. Now, Shannon's doing very, very well. He's making a lot of money, I'm sure, and stuff like that. Uh, but but he also mentioned that making all this money is it doesn't matter if you don't have someone to share this with. So it sounds like he's saying, I'm looking for something, but you haven't found it yet. And uh, and, and so even though we, you know, we've met thousands of women, we've been very public for 20, 30 years uh, he also speaks also of the fact that he loved football a lot and he needed a woman that loved him as much as he loved football, but he would never love a woman as much as he loved football. Right. Uh, he said that he said I was a terrible father, terrible brother, uh, you know, probably a terrible boyfriend. Uh, I think he has a couple of kids. And uh, and so I, I did I did some research to kind of look at it. And I said, OK, so I get this. Right. So and in fact, I someone told me this and I got to double check this, but I think someone even said that he uh Something like he 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 couldn't put his woman ahead of his dogs, but I got to double check that part. I got to double. I got to make sure I don't misquote him on that. But I could have swore they said that, right? So so it's it's an interesting kind of imbalance. But again, we have a right to demand whatever we want. So I'm not saying that he's wrong for this. I'm just saying that it's 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 data. It's interesting data. So as I was listening to this, and I listened to uh, his uh, his issues in terms of why he can't find the right woman, and also uh, how he feels about. 
uh, economic contributions and also his uh, his concern uh, in finance. We call that risk aversion, his risk aversion, his fear of somebody using him for his resources. He mentioned that in that second interview. I said, okay, that all speaks to the stuff we talk about in the Black Financial Therapy Department in the Black Business School, which is financial anxiety. My wife, by the way, Dr. Alicia Watkins wrote a whole workbook on financial anxiety. Millions of our people struggle with various forms of financial anxiety. And uh, in fact, I'm gonna give you uh, her website if you wanna go take a look at, at some of her work. It's really, really good. She's super smart uh, when it comes to this stuff. And uh, it, there's her website, it's coachingwithdralicia.com. And the thing about it is that at that point, when I hear him express that kind of anxiety when it comes to women and that anxiety when it comes to money, and by the way, there's my wife, by the way. I ain't got no anxiety when it comes to her. I think she's fine as hell, by the way. Shout out to all you fine-ass black women. I, I love y'all. Smart black women, too. But anyway, let me stop. Let me stop Google getting googly-eyed with my wife. I just That just happens sometimes. But anyway, so, so, so when I hear that anxiety when it comes to women, and that anxiety when it comes to money, and that anxiety when it comes to women and money, that makes me start digging deeper. And it makes me say, what was your childhood like? So, so what was your relationship with your mother like? Now, again, I'm not here to speculate on Shannon Sharp's relationship with his mother. I do not know this man, and I am, and it is not my goal on any level to disparage him. But this is data to help you understand when you meet people, when you meet a man, and he's Mr. Wonderful, I think, ladies, you gotta you gotta be able to do these assessments. Same thing is true with men as well, right? When you meet a woman, you gotta look. So, so here's what I found out from my research. Now, again, this is I have not verified this, but it, I did I Googled a lot and looked around some different articles. And one thing I saw that really got my attention was they said that he was raised by his grandmother, his grandparents. And typically when a kid is raised by their grandparents, that means that there was something going on with the parents. They're, the parents were too busy. The parents were doing what it, God knows what. Like, I, again, I'm not putting this on his mother, though, or his father. I'm not saying that at all. But I but I thought it was interesting that the article I read, if you look at his Wikipedia page, there's no mention of his parents. If you read my Wikipedia page, there's a whole story about my parents. My, my father left and my stepfather stepped in and my mother was there and that what my mother did. All that stuff is there, right? But with Shannon Sharp, I did not see that. So I had to go search further to find out about this whole thing with the grandparents. So I said, I wonder if the distrust of women links to the relationship with the mother. I'd be curious to understand that relationship better. Uh, and maybe she was there, but maybe there was some pain. Maybe there was some uh, challenges that created a little bit of insecurity as it pertains to women. I've mentioned to you all a million times, and, and I hope you'll hear me when I say it for the million and first time, that relationship with that opposite sex parent shapes all your relationships for the rest of your life. And this is where, uh, this is why we team up with so many therapists in the Black Business School, because uh, uh, undiagnosed, untreated trauma is the number one barrier for success and wealth in the Black community. It's the number one barrier. So I wonder if there's any trauma there when it comes to uh, the mother, which shapes the fact that he's a 55-year-old man who still is saying, he, I haven't met the one. Now, I'd get it if you were you know, a 400-pound garbage man who made $8 an hour, but you're Shannon Sharp. You're built like a freaking machine. You, uh, you, you know, you, he stays in great shape. You're world famous. You got, you're making probably 10, 15 million a year at ESPN. You ain't gonna have no trouble finding a woman, but for whatever reason, no woman can meet that standard. People who tend to have that mindset tend to have a barrier. They're usually looking for something that doesn't exist. And that trauma has put up a, a big wall that's blocking them from having that ability to be vulnerable to another person because those vulnerabilities have, have taken their toll. 
Here's another thing that I picked up on in terms of the trauma. Now, actually, before I mention that point, if y'all could do me a favor really quick, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. You're watching DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. We're talking about Shannon Sharp, but not in a mean way. Uh, but we're talking about the the, the the statements about women and not wanting women to go out and, and be visible, but at the same time expecting them to be contributors and at the same time being a 55-year-old person who still hasn't met the one. I think there's a lot to unpack here. And, uh, and in case you want to know why these things fascinate me. I did write a book called Financial Lovemaking uh, many, many years ago when I was on the faculty of Syracuse. And if you want to go read the book, feel free to go to drboycebooks.com. You can get an autographed copy. Our middle child will, will ship it out to you. She ships out books every single day. That's how we teach her about business. She actually works in the family business. We also have financial flashcards for your kids and financial workbooks for every grade band. We partner with Black educators to create Black-specific, Black-owned products that will give your child the best Black economic education to the point where they'll be ahead of a college graduate before they even finish high school. That's how good we are. So feel free to go to drboysbooks.com. Hit the thumbs up button. Okay. So, so here, here's the thing about Shannon Sharp. All right. So let me play, um, uh, one of the clips again, I played the clip a little bit earlier. Some of you just came in. I want to play the clip again so we can analyze it with a fresh eye so I can make another point. Uh, and I want to make sure I get my, my thoughts straight on this. Um, so listen to, uh, this part here. Hey, I let's got three dogs, a bull master and two Pomeranians. Mm -hmm. So that's a, uh, a <laughs> two Pomeranian. You don't look like the type a drastic difference. Yeah, yeah, a, a big difference. Uh, those, those, those are my guys. Okay. Um, for me is that I'm a movie guy. I work out. I stay to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm single. Uh, mm -hmm. for me is what I tell, what I tell females now. I'm looking for someone to partner with, not someone to sponsor. Mm. Right, right. In yeah, LA, yeah, you know right, right. That, that means a so, lot. You know what I mean? It's a lot of sponsorships <laughs> out here. And, and, and for me, I need you to bring something more to, to the, the picnic than mm -hmm. your appetite. Absolutely. Bring, bring, bring utensils, <laughs> right. bring napkins. Something. Even if, something even, if you, even if you're bringing tater salad that Becky cooking, it's not even good. Right. It got grapes in it. Something. Yeah, they, Just bring, bring something. It. Right. And so for me, and, and it, it's tough. Yeah. It, it, it's tough because you're like, hey, are you, do you like me for me or you like me for the TV, what I, the yeah, opportunity? What, right, right. Yeah. So it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. And so, um, you know. Yeah. L LA is, again, we got three single older men here in LA. It's, it's not like any other city when nah. it comes to the dating scene. It, it just ain't. And we know? are a plenty. They try to say that there's no good ones out there. Yeah. I would consider, one. I would consider myself I'm a good, good man. And if I had to vouch for two good men, I would vouch for you right. two guys. Well, thank you, buddy. Just, on thank the rip. That's not, that ain't just me just throwing <laughs> no sugar stuff over here either. I'm just being mm. real. If somebody like said, well, do, do you have any single guy? Now that I know you're really single, I depending on who they are, I may give them a recommendation. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you know what? Turn on. Wait, wait, wait. Did you, turn, you didn't hear him say depending on who they are. So yeah. basically, if they tight and he yeah, likes yeah, them, yeah, he yeah, going to go in first. He got first. No, 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 no. I'm going to be looking out for you. But okay. if I know that they on some bull jive. Okay. Yeah, they get the bull jive. That's what I'm saying. See, I just no. gave him a comment. He want to try to throw me on yeah. the no, 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 no. I mean, but I, but no, no. I will say I, I kind of got my eye on, on someone right now. There you go. Okay. Okay. But we're going we gonna, we gonna to see where it goes. Go work gonna, it out. We gonna, yeah, we're going to see where it goes. But does she, that person know they that you have your eyes on them? Mm. I don't know. Oh, you oh, don't know? Okay, okay. cool. Okay. Yeah, Okay, so let me let me take that down now. Now, what I want to do is I, the reason I wanted to play that clip again is because uh, there was a point I wanted to make about financial anxiety and how that shapes how we view relationships. So we get the, we get our money, we get our fame, we get our success. 
uh, trauma uh, creates what my wife refers to as trauma responses, where basically, and I, and I need to bring my wife in here because she's a certified trauma professional. That's what she actually got a certification that I just learned because she talks a lot and I listen when, you know, you got to listen to your wife. And, um, and so that trauma response, you know, don't trust nobody, or I'm worried about what people are doing. They trying to get my money, et cetera. That trauma response can come from previous experiences, right? Either pain or, or, or hurt you've experienced. But I did the more research on Shannon Sharp's background, and I saw where he mentioned how poor he was as a kid. He said, we were so poor that a robber broke in our house and we robbed the robber, right? It's, it's a kind of a joke. And so that poverty can shape how you view money. It can create that financial anxiety that you have all throughout your life. That, that you know, be, be, how many of you grew up poor? How many of you would, just, would say that you grew up poor? I'm going to say yes, because my mother was 17. We didn't have any money. We lived in the projects. Uh, we lived in the government subsidized housing until I was about 10. And my father used um, a veterans program, I believe, to get our first house, which <laughs> it was funny. It cost $42,000. Uh, but, but but getting that house was a big deal. And, uh, and, and I saw my parents work with their way up. I saw them finish college at the age of 30. Uh, I saw them get every time they got a job, it was a better job. Uh, and so we learned hard work and education, these very simple values that kind of led to uh, the creation of financial security uh, by having a, a good perspective in terms of what it looks like to build wealth and, you know, solid credit and savings and investing and all that stuff. So my parents did all that. Right. But a lot of you grew up poor. But one thing you don't know is that poverty is a type of financial trauma. And it's very traumatic to be super poor. It's very traumatic to be hungry. It's very traumatic to not have enough. It's very traumatic to go to school and get made fun of because your shoes got holes in it, right? So that trauma spills over into adulthood. So when you become the rich adult man and you're six foot two, 230 pounds of pure muscle uh, and world famous, there's still parts of you that's still that insecure little boy who grew up poor in Georgia who was so poor that he didn't have the basics of what he needed and, and also didn't seem to have the uh, a traditional household because uh, usually when a kid's getting raised by their grandparents, something is wrong. There's something that's not there, something that's not stable. So uh, even though a lot of us want to believe that what happens to you in the past has nothing to do with the present or your choices in the future, that's just simply not true. And, uh, and so one of the things I think you could pick up from this is uh, if you are shopping, if you are looking for a human being to invest in, uh, it would be very important for you to understand what that person's made of, what that person's experiences were up until that point. Uh, you know, it's just the same way if you eat food, you want to know what ingredients are in the food. If you drive a car, you want to know who manufactured that car and what components they put in that car. I, uh, if you do, if you move into a house, you you want some information available to you to know, like you know, okay, does this house have asbestos in it? And and unfortunately, you have some human beings that have uh, what I would call uh, the equivalent of emotional asbestos, uh, which kind of affects their and infects their ability to have healthy relationships going forward. I'm not putting that on Shannon Sharp, but I am saying that when a person is actually over the age of 35, I believe 35 is the magic number. When a person's over 35 and they're not locked in for a long-term relationship or and have never really been in one, there's usually a reason. It does not mean that it's a bad reason, though. It does not mean that something's wrong with the person or that they're gay or terrible, but it could mean those things. Those things are all on the table, but it also may mean that they have another relationship. Shannon Sharp has been in a long-term relationship with at least two things, football and his dogs, football and his dogs. He's, he's been married to football since he was 18 years old because football was the tool, pay attention now, the tool that was going to get him out of his financial situation. Do you understand? So, so football became his first wife 
when he realized that his first wife could sponsor him getting his family out of the poverty situation that they were in that cost him so much trauma. Do you get what I'm saying? Let me know if you're following this. So football, So the reason I believe that Shannon Sharp does not have a wife is because he's already he's always had a wife. His life was his wife. Football was his wife. Any other woman that came along after that was going to pretty much be the side chick. And, and he makes it 100% clear. I mean, give him credit for being very honest about it. Uh, he made it very, very clear. I could never love a woman as much as I love football, but she got to love me as much as I love football. So do you see the contradiction there, right? I need you to love me as much as I love football, but I'll never love you as much as I love football. I'll always love football more than I love you, right? That's a, a tough deal for a woman to kind of fit into. And even if she does accept that standard, because a lot of women will accept a relationship with a great man that where she's not getting everything she needs or whatever. But even then there's, there's still going to be some reason why because of that trauma, some reason why you still don't qualify. Right. So, so in a way it's, um it's kind of like solving a puzzle that doesn't have a solution or digging for gold in the backyard when there is no gold back there or uh, trying to accomplish something uh, where everything is kind of stacked against you from the beginning. And so uh, when you run into people like that, I think that understanding that trauma and understanding that past goes a long way to knowing if you're wasting your time or not. Just like just like when you make an investment, you have to assess your investment. What's, what's the odds that this investment is going to pay off? Everything that we do in investing and in finance applies to relationships. The only difference between investing with money and investing with love is that love and time and energy are more valuable than money. Uh, a bad relationship can take things away from you that money cannot buy, right? You cannot buy back your youth. You know, you were young and beautiful at 25 and now you're 35. You ain't as young and beautiful as you were before. You're still gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. I think I didn't, I didn't agree with Kevin Samuels when he said women over 35 are leftovers and all that other stuff. I said, that's nonsense. That's crazy to me. I, that's crazy talk. I, I get out of here with that stuff. But, but, but still, 35 ain't the same as 25, 45 ain't the same as 35. And uh, and I'm going to just tell you that that really, I think, culturally speaking, you know, when I talk about the economics, I love talking about the culture. I really think that rappers and athletes, um, unfortunately, because of, 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 of corporate pushing of a certain image and a certain culture onto us through the hip hop culture and athlete culture, it, 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 it distorts our perspective on what a good man even looks like. It really does. Um, there, there's not much in the athlete culture or the rapper culture that speaks to solid marriage and family. Like if you look at those traditional values, like he's not going to cheat on me. Well, athletes cheat all the time. Every study shows uh, that te- high testosterone makes men more sexually active, especially younger men. So when Kobe Bryant got married at 20 years old, I said, oh, Lord, this, this man, he's he's a scandal waiting to happen. So four or five years later, you saw what happened. Kobe got in that situation where he met a lady. 45 minutes later, he's raw dogging his lady in the hotel room and she has sex with three men the same week. That's nasty as hell. Now you're bringing all that home to you wife right and, and so so when i would listen to ocho cinco and and shannon talk and uh, not ocho i'm sorry well uh uh terrell owens terrell ocho and and shannon are kind of like a trio of just these great wide receivers who are doing great jobs on these podcasts and everything i saw terrell say say you know we good men i'm a good man i, I, I vouch for y'all y'all some good men too now i'm not saying he's not a good man i believe that but but then again the it, you know the definition of a good man is variable right uh if a man is unavailable does that affect whether or not he's a good man? Well, it depends on what the woman's looking for, right? Uh, you're talking about men that are 50 years old who haven't committed in a significant way uh, to family or or anything, really. They, they might have kids, but I don't know. I don't think Terrell is married. I don't think Ocho's married. I don't think that Shannon is. I know Shannon ain't married. 
And then the other piece of that, too, is I saw and this is something that we don't talk about enough in the community, but I really think we should is I saw a disturbing video where Ocho and Ocho Cinco and uh, Terrell were talking. And they were just kind of talking, you know, just talking crazy about stuff they did. You know, they their little shenanigans. And 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 I think it was Ocho. It was either Ocho or Terrell. I can't remember which one. But I could have swore one of them said something like, "Yeah, man, remember we went to the DR, and uh, man, we we had we had fifteen women at, at, in one night." And, uh, and 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 I think one of them was a little embarrassed. I, I got to go look it up because I can't remember which one said it. And which, one of them said it, and the other one was like, "Come on, man, don't be telling everybody our business." He didn't really respond. But I was sitting here thinking, I want you to process that for a minute. Give me a yes or no. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just maybe I'm just old fashioned with it. But you know, does anybody even think about how unhealthy that is? Right? Like like again. So 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 would you consider seriously? Or let's flip it. Let's make it easy, Man, fellas. If you got with a woman and she said, "I slept with fifteen dudes in one night," would you consider that to be a good woman? Yes or no? I'm gonna let y'all answer that question because I already know the answer. Would y'all want to? Would y'all even? Would, I mean, seriously. Now, again, we know I believe men and women are different. I just do. I think that we're built different. I think that um, I think there's a reason why men care about a woman's body count a little bit more than women do, and I get that. But there is a point where a man's body count matters too. When Kobe Bryant went and slept, had unprotected sex with a lady i gotta be careful because i'm talking about somebody who's dead i talked about kevin already so i know people get funny when you talk about a dead guy but this is just me being honest with you when kobe bryant slept with unprotected with a woman who had sex with three of the dudes that week and and then you see his wife at the press conference with the big diamond ring on and and she's trying to stand by her man even though she doesn't really probably didn't want to i'm really wondering like i wonder what if there were any consequences to this very irresponsible behavior i'm not judging the infidelity. I don't think that's my job. I really don't. I honestly, I think that it happens in a lot of marriages. And I think that there's different couples find different ways to work around that. Um, honestly, I even think you marry an athlete or an entertainer and you expect hundred percent infidelity. I think you should probably just not get married. I, I really do. Cause I, I just, I just seen too much in terms of athletes and entertainers and the, the options that they have. It's, it's very, very hard to tame a young sexually energetic man who's literally on stage having women throw their panties at him. Like, I just I just don't know how that's supposed to work. I'm not judging. I'm not telling you what it shouldn't be. I'm just saying that some of these fairy tales, uh, you know, are just not all that realistic. However, you know, when you get out here and, and a man does do something that he shouldn't be doing, I think that there's a fundamental disrespect for your family that you're showing when you're doing these things and you're not protected or you're doing these things in a in a very extreme, egregious way. Like, you know, like like so 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 male or female. I would be deeply concerned. I would not consider a person to be a good catch if they told me, oh, yeah, I had one wild night where I slept with 15 people on the same night. I'd be like, no, you for the streets. I, I, I would definitely say that when it comes to women. And But if I was a woman dating a man, I don't know how women look past that when there are women out here who literally have died from AIDS because their husbands gave it to them. Like that's that's a real thing that that has happened. Right. So, again, I'm not judging or anything like that. I'm not telling anybody what to do. But I really think that when you're talking about these investments, right, we talk about financial investments, but just understand everything that I understand in terms of financial investing can be applied when it comes to investing your health, uh, when it comes to investing uh, your time, when it comes to investing your love, 
All of the variables, everything, every single thing I can teach you about financial investing applies to when you make the real investments, which are uh, who you choose to spend your life with, who you choose to chase. And so, so women are naturally wired to chase after the athletes because they're big and they're strong and women are attracted to strength and security and all that. Maybe he's famous and he has lots of money and I get all those attractions. But then there has to be a real conversation about what you're really getting yourself into, because there are also a lot of women who um, they call this the winner's curse in economics. There are a lot of women who had what I call the winner's curse. The winner's curse is when you won the prize, you you think that the man you got was the prize, but he wasn't the prize. He was the booby prize because you got a piece of shit shaped like a man. And this man had no semblance of responsibility or commitment to doing what is necessary to truly be there as the, the head of a household and a family. I'm going to say this and be 100 percent clear. If a man does not have some ability or desire to express some degree of sexual discipline, he is not in a position to be a leader. He is not in a position to head a household. He is not in a position to protect wealth. He will eventually lose his power. You don't believe me? Just watch how many rappers and entertainers are going to go down now that men are being sued for crazy things they did in the in the 2000s. Again, Diddy can sleep with whoever he wants. But when I heard the story about him and Aaron Hall videotaping their freak offs and everybody's having sex with everybody, that to me is extreme. That's disrespecting the importance and the power of sexuality, which is designed to actually create human beings. It's very powerful. Love and sex are very powerful and very sacred. I mean, you're, you're exchanging energy with another person. And I'm not saying that you should have a certain number of partners and all that or wait till marriage. I don't I don't get into all that. I'm just simply saying you got to respect the process and how powerful it can be and how quickly it can destroy you if you allow it to go to all those extremes. When you maintain that 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 buck slave buck culture you know because that's where it comes from a lot of it comes from slavery we had the slave breeders who would literally go and have sex with 100 women a day or whatever uh and and they would get all the women pregnant on the plantation and and it was kind of chaotic right the the white man did that to us and i think that as black people we have to be consciously sort of aware of these things now again i'm not talking about shannon sharp in this particular part of the conversation because i don't know enough about his sex life i don't have any idea I just all I know is I know what the, the story Ocho and T.O. were sharing about the 15 women they had in the DR in one night, you know, which is just come on now. Uh, and I also know that within hip hop and sports, they kind of overlap, which these are the two spaces that black men have been allowed in society uh, to be successful, because if it's the stereotype, the, the black man is the big buck or the black man being the entertainer for white folks. So these are the spaces where black men, they get showered with lots of money, lots of fame, lots of admiration. And they, and, and sometimes that ends up uh, leading to very extreme behavior, particularly from young men who don't have a strong father, an intelligent father to guide their decision making, to kind of say, yo, son, look, I understand you want to get out here and do whatever. You know, I did that, too. But here are some consequences for those choices, right? And, and and I just don't know if we think about that enough, but I would encourage you to think about these things. Uh, if you're picking, if you're trying to pick partners and and, and and build with another person, I encourage you to think about these things because because these things, when the, when the consequences come knocking, people don't really talk about it. Like people don't, older women, you know, there aren't that many 45, 50 year old women who will really tell real life stories to younger women. So they kind of know what to look out for. And there aren't a lot of older men uh, who will be honest about mistakes they made so that younger men can learn from those mistakes. So sometimes when I speak, my, that's my effort to, when I pull out Uncle Boyce, that's my effort to just share from an honest perspective 
uh, what I've seen so that younger people can kind of know you do have a choice. And I do believe that anything taken to the extreme is usually going to uh, you're going to be at risk of destroying yourself. And so. Uh, so anyway, so going back and just co- sort of concluding on Shannon, the, I think the big things to learn here and this is what I'm saying, but I can't speak with specifics because I don't know Shannon Sharp. But I did notice when you talk about that uh, being raised by your grandparents, it makes me wonder what happened with your mom. And then that might explain to me why the poor guy's 55 years old claiming he's still looking for the one, you know, you're not 25, you're not 35, you're not even 45. Uh, but, but at the same time, I can't talk, you know, I didn't get married till I was over 45 years old. Uh, I think that there is, I think everybody has a right to take their time and make their decision when they want to make it. Um, but I think at the same time though, there are consequences for those who will believe what someone says instead of studying what they actually do and studying what they're actually made of. So if somebody tells me, if I'm looking to get married and the person says, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll get married once I find the one, I just haven't found the one. I'm going to be sitting there thinking like, well, wait a minute, if you dated 45 people before me and and in the last two years or whatever, or three, five years, and, uh, and you still haven't found the one, what's my odds of actually being the one? My odds are probably pretty low. And then also, if you don't come from a family where uh, that was the example of masculinity, that was the example of manhood, how can I ever believe that this is the example that you're going to follow? Because I have a limited amount of time here. As a woman, my fertility window is pretty short, right? It ends, you know, it really starts to deteriorate after 35. It's kind of gone once you get in your 40s. I mean, I know that they're inventing medicine and all that, and there's women that have babies in their 40s. So I'm not saying that that's not possible, but the science says that the eggs change. The eggs get older. You become a high-risk pregnancy. It's a little bit tougher. So uh, really, that sweet spot where those women are between 25 and 35 and you're the hottest thing in the room, um, I think your time is much more valuable than any amount of money you have in your bank account. Your time is much more valuable than your master's degrees and whatever corporate job you have. I think your time is precious. It is a valuable commodity. And you and I would encourage women in that age bracket to get as much therapy as you need to get. So you know yourself worth enough that you are able to make sure that nobody truly wastes your time. But at the same time, you know, you can't bust guys balls. You know, maybe you got to figure out who you're dealing with and then pick somebody who's equally yoked in terms of what the objective is. What's the goal? What's the game? What game are we playing here? And uh, and the hard part, this is the crazy part. I'm going to tell you this. This reminds me of being, a, you know, being the boss of a company. Uh, let me tell you a little secret. I used to hire people based on what they said that they could do. I used to hire them. Like if, if I said, OK, I need this job and I need it done at a certain level and I need it done by this date. Can you do it? And what I learned the hard way from losing lots of money is that there were a lot of people who who would just tell me what I wanted to hear. Like, oh, well, can you, are you able to do this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can figure out how to do this. Uh, OK, so can you do it by Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, I can get it done by Tuesday. And, and, and a lot of times they couldn't actually do it and they couldn't get it done by the deadline, but they needed the money. They were desperate to get something from me. So they were willing to tell me whatever they could tell me because they were kind of rolling the dice. They were kind of shifting in finance. We call that risk risk shifting. They were shifting the risk onto me because what was happening was they would then go back and say, oh, God, I just told Boyce I can finish this job by Tuesday and I don't even know what I'm doing. So they would try to figure it out. And then when they didn't figure it out, I would be the one stuck holding the bag because I paid for a job that did not get done or I depended on you and you did not come through for me. Right. And so so instead of actually looking, listening to what people say, I now watch what they do. And I also and also I don't listen to you when you tell me what you're capable of doing. I look for evidence that you've actually done it before. 
right? I do independent verification that goes far beyond just what you say to me because I know that the temptation of money, that because people need money so bad, they're going to tell you any lie. And give me a yes, you know what I'm talking about. If you're following this analogy, they will tell you any lie they got to tell because they need that money because they need that money by, t- by Wednesday to pay the rent. Right. And I understand it. I respect it. But I I, I'm a, I run a company. I cannot be wasting my money on people that can't actually do the job. So what I would say is the same thing is true, I think, when it comes to relationships and sexuality. Right. Ladies, look, let's just be let's be real. You know, God blessed you between your legs and in your body with one of the most precious assets <laughs> that a human being can own. You literally have something on your body that has the ability to give life to another person. There's nothing on my body that can actually carry a baby and give life. Uh, and it's it, 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 it feels good and it's nice and, and men love it. And we spend our whole lives interested in what you got going on. So what happens, I think, is that when a man says, you know, OK, hey, girl, I'd like to get some of that. And then you're like, well, are you going to be with me for good? Or are you just is this going to be a hit and quit it? Oh, no, 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 baby. I'm I'm a, I'm a love. I, I, no, I'm really into you, girl. I'm a, uh, OK. Are, are you really are you into are you interested in getting married or are you just having a little bit of fun? No, no, no. Well, you know, I, I am interested. I, I just haven't met the one. I haven't met the one. Now, remember, like you're, you're a female number 2,844. And, and for whatever reason, maybe somehow you've been convinced that you're going to be the one, though, because he just because that's what he said. Well, I'm sorry. Just like the analogy where I was explaining, like, because I had money and people want that money and they'll lie to get that money. A lot of men will lie to get your good stuff, right? And and the thing is, the crazy part about the lie is that the lie is so deep that sometimes they'll lie and not even know that they're lying. They may not, they may, because they're lying to themselves. Like Shannon Sharp, I really believe him. He's a credible guy. He's a smart man. I really believe that inside his heart of hearts, he really believes that the reason he's not married is because he ain't met the one. He ain't met the right woman. He ain't met a woman that's qualified for the job. But I'm looking at this from a practical standpoint and saying, bro, you're as famous as they get, as rich as they come. You are built like an Adonis. And, and, and you, there are thousands of women lined up at the door still at the age of 55 trying to t- shoot their shot. And you ain't met the one yet. You're looking for something that does not exist. You're looking to marry... Um, a fairy from Neptune or something like, I don't know what you like. What are you, what are you looking for? Seriously? I'm not, I don't believe you now. I, don't, I just don't. I think, I think you, you and your therapist have to figure out. And, and, and I see a little, little tiny clues because I admire the guy. I really do. I want to make it clear. I admire the guy, but I see little clues. Okay. I see something might've been going on with the mama because, because you were raised by the grandparents. That, that, that makes me want to ask more questions. And again, if Shannon hears this, I would love to have Shannon on the platform and talk because I, because there ain't no animosity here. Ain't no ill will. Um, uh, the financial anxiety. Okay. Grew up in poverty. Okay. I, I saw that. Oh, um, I, uh, football was my first love. And then I need a woman's going to love me as much as I love football, but I'll never love her as much as I love football. And then also I need a woman. I could have sworn, I got to double check, but I could have sworn somebody said that he'll never put a woman before his dogs. <laughs> so that really speaks to a lot of issues and challenges that I'm hopeful that a therapist can help him work through. But either way, though, I, I think that just uh, in terms of talking about individuals that are learning from this conversation, and I just find these things really fascinating. I like kind of figuring out the clues and adding the pieces and putting it all together. And that, and, and it comes from that book, Financial Lovemaking. I actually wrote about it. I wrote that book years ago. I need to do an update on it, but it was a, a lot of fun 
because I like how money relates to life, right? I like how money shapes our choices. It shapes our preferences. It shapes everything. And in fact, that's one of the reasons why I say that black people, our number one priority needs to be our economics because the white man controls your whole life because he controls your money. He controls what you do. He controls where you live. He controls what you want. He controls your culture, all these things. And if you want to break away from that, you're going to have to understand how to at least get enough money to protect yourself financially so you're not stuck in those situations or even in relationships. Ladies, look, I, I know you got these rich athletes and rappers out here that'll wave a couple dollars in front of you to get some ass or whatever. Well, you know, I, I would like our daughters to know how to make their own money so they don't have to go and give away something as precious as their body for something as cheap as a little piece of paper that, that, that has less value every year. Right, that 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 dollar is going down in value every single year. But you're literally some 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 women are tra trading their bodies for pieces of paper, worthless pieces of paper. You know they can print these pieces of paper on demand, but they can't print a black man black woman's womb on demand. A black woman's womb has a far more valuable value than a piece of paper. So so the fact that we've allowed that to become cheapened, you know, to the point where we got rappers being paid by corporations to literally convince young girls to sell their vaginas for $1.95 and a bag of Cheetos should be absolutely insulting to you. It's, it's, it's the most disgraceful shit I've ever seen in my life. It's unacceptable. It's it's just not something that you can build a community on. And uh, and I and I protest against that. I speak against that. I, 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 I hope that others will agree with me in that assessment. <clears throat> and I hope you'll be vocal about this so I don't end up being the only asshole who's getting tortured for saying things that people don't want to hear. All right. So anyway, uh, that's it, guys. That's all I got to say. I ain't got nothing else. I hope this conversation was helpful to you. Uh, also, don't forget, we have a social media platform. You know, I have my trouble on Instagram. They chopped down that page, but it's all good. I have my other Instagram, Dr. Boyce Finance. It's growing every day. But we decided to not invest as much in Instagram and Facebook anymore. We have a social media platform uh, called B1 Nation, B1Nation.us. The URL's on the screen, be the number one nation.us. Uh, feel free to join. There's about 70,000 of you on there now, and that's going to be kind of the haven. That's the spot. That's where we're uh, intelligent black people are connecting there. So if you like it, like the kind of stuff that we talk about here, join us at B1Nation.us. Also, if you want to uh, get stock picks uh, sent to your text, I'm going to send uh, a link this week for 13 side hustles you can start for under $100. My goal is to help you uh, succeed economically. I wouldn't be a good finance professor if I didn't do that. So if you'd like to receive some of these free resources from the Black Business School, just text the word stock to 31996. Uh, text stock to 31996. Also, this podcast is on Spotify and Apple. And also this weekend, we're going to be doing uh, Start Your Business Weekend with Dr. Lene Javette. I'll send you guys a link where you can join that. And uh, Dr. Boyce Real Estate also starts uh, this weekend as well. You can go to drboycerealestate.com if you'd like to learn about career, real estate. I'm bringing in all my friends and connections in real estate from commercial to multifamily, house flipping, any type of real estate you want to understand. We got you. We got you in the Black Business School. We're the best on earth at what we do. We're an HBCU for the 21st century, and we believe in Black excellence, and we are getting it done. So God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, I want to just say to Shannon Sharp, if you hear this, brother, no disrespect at all. Um, I, I, I have nothing against you at all, and I wish you the very best. And I hope that some of this commentary is not taken out of context because I'm not trying to be out here hating on nobody because I, I like Shannon Sharp. I really do. All right, guys, hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Have a good night. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh. 
Create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.